This week's quotes, Professor Anjun Song from the Graduate School of International Studies of Yonsei University. You've been scouring some quotes of late and got a couple of quite entertaining ones for us today. Certainly plenty to discuss around them. Good morning. Good morning. So the first quote here, uh, this comes from Tong Yura, the daughter of Chesun Shil, right at the heart of that presidential scandal over the last year. And she said this at a testimony at Seoul Central District Court on July 12th. My mother told me that things will get noisy if word gets out. Samsung is supporting just me before other athletes join the program. She was an equestrian star. Right. Uh, and, and that, I guess, is what it's all about. Because one of the allegations of the scandal was that Samsung gave her this expensive horse and was sponsoring her, uh, right. perhaps in return for favors of some kind. Right. This is about the Lee Jae-yong's uh, bribery case, you know, there's a... E.J. So, Yong being the vice chairman of Samsung. You're right, right. Yep. So, I'm a defector owner of the Samsung Corp. Um, the problem was that the, the first time I heard about this news that, what was the motive? I mean, why she wants to say something perhaps against her mother's, right? Right? Because there's, there's about bribery issues, like, you know, giving or receiving anything of value to influence of the public officer the actual public officer. So basically, uh, the uh, Choi Soon-seo and then the Lee Jae-yong side, the attorneys making arguments saying that they don't have any relationship, you know, they don't even know each other at the beginning. And uh, the problem was that the, the, because of a statement in the, in, the, in the court, I mean, it's showing that there was some more, more than likely that there was some connection. That's a problem. So I guess that's, that's really upset the, you know, Choi Soon-seo's attorney, right? Because uh, the problem was that at this time, I think as of today, I think the 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 other Choi Soon Shil and her daughter, the Jung Yura, was represented by the same legal team. So there's a, a little bit of legal technical problem because maybe they, so we end up seeing they are separating. The, I mean, their legal teams, possibly in the future. What do you think is going on behind the scenes? Have you got any insight or have you seen anything particularly compelling in the reporting of this in recent days that would offer an answer as to why Chong Yura would say something that doesn't really help her mother's case particularly? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was talking about my several friends. Actually, very interesting view. I think she's very smart. I think my, I, I, talk, I thought about it because I think she, uh, she had a separate legal counsel, I think, other than the official one. I think she talked with them after she got back to Korea. And that she found out the fact that there's only a very small link they can connect between her and then Lee Jae-yong litigation. Mm. So she knows that the only connection is about horse, right? You know, you know, a very expensive horse, but still considering the uh, you know, significance or the, the value of the horse compared to the actual you know, the amount of the alleged bribery amount is very insignificant. So I, she thought that she, I mean, the, I don't think she want, she realized that there's not much things they can bring against her. Well, so smart... Perhaps just honest, but what about loyalty to one's mother? Does that necessarily have to have been compromised? Here? Very, very, very good point. I was, I was wondering what, what's going on here. I, I, I guess uh, I, I was thought that she had a lesson from her cousin Chang Ji Ho, mm. and basically her lesson was that it's more like uh, the, I, I guess they're both same situation. Say she, the both of them knew that the relationship is going down. For fact, right? She's going there. I mean, for any cause, any whatever happens. So, the, they need for the future. I, you know, think about after yeah. she got back from the prison, and who's going to control on the you know their family property, or what about her kid, right? Son, right? 
the Jiangshu or both Jiangshu and the Jiangyu had a you know, small kid, right? Or baby, one is baby and one is the kid, right? So they have to take about their, you know, their kid, and they think about the future, about their real estate. You know, a lot of things happens, so they want to. Maybe they think about the future after she, Che Sun Shil got back. Yes, well, so she, she better be prepared. Putting right? yourself in Che Sun Shil's shoes, I guess, from her perspective, while she doesn't want her own case to be compromised, she'd want to do everything she can. One would hope to have her daughter stay out of prison as well. Yeah, right. Uh, but but uh, as for the quote itself, what does it mean for Chung Yudai if she if she was told that um, again over a period of months when we were discussing this, I, I felt some sympathy for her. If you are an equestrian star and someone tells you, "Well, Samsung's going to support you," are you really going to say, "Well, why do they want to do that"? <laughs> I'm not going to accept that right, support. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I think basically, I think Jung Yuna knows very well about what really going on right now, and the prosecutor tried to you know get some connection between her and you know Che Sun Shil and E J on case. But I think their their argument is very uh, is not really strong enough to really prosecute her for any any crime. I think as of today, so I should realize that maybe she can get out of it very easily by just you know denying. Something, some fact, some perhaps going against her mother's interest, but but somehow save her from the old litigations. Chung Yura, though, has also been portrayed, I think, particularly in, in certain media circles, as a bit of a rebel. And it's whether it's true or not. Uh, I think the whole idea of her as, as someone who has obviously left the university that she apparently was allowed easy entrance into, according to the allegations, uh, somebody who's had a child, pretty young, mm-hmm. compared with trends here in Korea, and somebody who's covered in tattoos. Do, do you buy this idea of <laughs> Chung Yura as a rebel? Well, I, actually, I don't know her personally, so I can't say, talk up too much about her, well, you know, who she is. But uh, well, I, I can say that she's not really the average Korean you know, at that generation. So, so she's kind of different from others. Right? That's the truth, right? But the reason I mention that is because it brings us on to our next quote. This is from Gangbuk police station in Daegu. It is illegal for anyone other than a medical doctor to provide tattoo service in Korea since it is considered as a medical procedure. Tattoos, a medical procedure? I mean, sometimes people have uh, eyebrows tattooed on, which could be a cosmetic procedure. Yeah, right, right. I, I think, I mean, there's very important. I, I look it up. Why, what do you mean medical procedure, right? I talk, uh, I look it up and basically what it's saying is that when you do tattoo, right, you have skin punctures and somehow you have some bleeding, right? Hmm. So that's how the uh, Korean Medical Association see it as a medical procedure because there's a blood. Like old-fashioned bloodletting. Yeah, and actually there's a Korean Supreme Court case about 18 years ago or something. That, that's the medical procedure. But not only Chung Yura, many particularly younger people in Korea, are not only getting tattoos, but they're covering themselves in tattoos. Maybe it's just the neighborhoods I'm hanging out in, but like in Itaewon, <laughs> I would right, see right. relatively young people walking along the street with their legs and arms covered in tattoos. It's a look that once upon a time was associated with um, people on the fringes of society, but now I, I just see it as a more common we call like uh, artists, right? Some people yeah, say. Yeah, well, like, I mean, and <laughs> I, without judging that specifically, does that mean they're all breaking the law or someone's breaking the law? Because uh, they're clearly not doing this as a medical procedure. I mean, the, having a tattoo is not illegal, but providing tattoo service without uh, like medical license is illegal, which is subject to a maximum life sentence 
in Korea. Wow. Maximum life sentence. That's a serious potential punishment. Minimum two years, right. But there's a lot of people turning a blind eye here because it's also not very hard in Itaewon to find places advertising tattoo services. Yeah, but I think these days they kind of very, um, very you know, you know, very strong. I mean, they, they, many artists think about you know we are protected, but still, if you actually go by the book, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah. The problem with keeping this whole industry in the shadows, like some other industries, is that you're just encouraging people to go underground and maybe receive tattoos from people who are charging less money, not so sanitary equipment, that sort of thing. By by legalizing it, obviously you can reduce the chance of negative consequences. It's an interesting subject and an interesting spin-off from the Cheongyura discussion. (laughs) Thank you very much, Professor Ahn, for joining us today. This week's quotes with Professor Ahn Jun-sung of the Graduate School of International Studies at Yonsei University. Uh, And thank you. That's our show for this week. Thanks for your company. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. Stay with us here on TBS EFM, Careerscape with Kardashian after your latest news headlines.